Hi, you guys. It's Betsy Beers again. Um, this is the Scandal Revealed podcast. This is the official, not the unofficial, not the super secret, not the B613 version. It is actually the official Scandal podcast for the television show Scandal. And I am incredibly lucky today because I am in a man sandwich. <laughs> I am. It's pretty amazing, not literally a man sandwich, but sort of in a sitting in a chair kind of man sandwich. So don't get your minds up there. Tony Goldwyn. Hello, I'm, I'm some type of bread, I think. <laughs> this is an example of things you can cut out of the podcast, by the way. And the incredible Scott Foley. So I've got both amazing dudes from Scandal sitting here. We should decide what kind of bread we want to be before mm. we move on. Yeah. What do you think? I'm. Do we uh, go healthy or is it like a sourdough or a... a There's a whole grain, I think we're... Whole grain? Yeah. Okay. Maybe like ciabatta, though. Be I good. Think oh, interesting. Is good. Yeah. interesting. I think ciabatta is nice because it has sort of an international flavor mm, exactly. to it. Exactly. It's, it's sort of broader audience. It's continental. It's really, <coughs> yeah, I think this will play incredibly well in Europe if Great. it's ciabatta. ciabatta. Let's go. <laughs> Way better than multi The Italians are liking us. We're, big in, we're doing well in Italy. Are I we think. doing well so in Italy? We should, I think so. That's what I heard. That's, that's very, very encouraging. Mm -hmm. I know in different countries where we, we seem to be popular, and for any of you guys, because I know some of you guys do listen in places that are not the U.S. of A., such right. as London. I've gotten tweets and mm -hmm. awesome. a number so of cool. places. So just, you can pick a bread. Imagine a bread from wherever from you country. are. Your country right. or your state. Your you might have bread. a The bread you ate this bread. morning when you woke up. <laughs> and think about Scott that. Foley and Tony Goldwyn. <laughs> Tony Goldwyn, and it'll be an amazing thing for you. I don't think Tony this will... butter your bread. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think this will ever end now. I don't think we have to talk about anything else besides sandwiches and food. I don't think we have time for anything else at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for showing up for this. We're here to talk about episode 302, which is appropriately called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, because really the whole episode is framed by this idea of Olivia's deal with her dad, which we all got to watch, and the amazingly and sort of chilling relationship that we discovered that Olivia has with her father, and so many of the flashbacks which deal with Huck, and with the relationship she had with Huck and also with her dad. But what's going on actually in present day is as interesting and as compelling and has less to do with dinner or bread, mm -hmm. truthfully. Although we do eat. Which you do, you actually do eat. And more to do with the crisis which is going on in the White House right now. And essentially what, how are you going to handle that crisis and how you ended up like dealing with the entire thing. And you, Scott Foley, mm -hmm. you're um, you're in a hole for most <laughs> of the episode. It was a it was a lonely existence while it uh, while it existed. It was it was a lonely existence. Yeah. And I think probably, I'm, I think there could be a whole flashback sequence about what you were doing in the hole. Oh, that's terrifying. That's so to embarrassing. Put me back in the, <laughs> what, what I was doing alone in the hole. Better what you what do you me. do when you're alone in the hole? <laughs> I'll give you three guesses. The first two don't count. <laughs> The good news is this has quickly deteriorated into <laughs> what I hoped it would. It started with man sandwich. How much? Yeah, well, right. I, don't, I don't know if we've gone lower than that, to be honest with you. That's why man sandwich will be cut out of the podcast. Copy that. Um, so now it'll just have me saying, it started with man sandwich, and it won't make any sense at all. <laughs> I'm very pleased to have here today Tony Goldman and Scott Foley. <laughs> So when we were last speaking, we were discovering that Scott Foley was in the hole. Yes. Most of this episode. Yes. Um, Jake, I think that's the, this has been a little rough period for Jake because the last time we saw you, you were being put in the hole with quite a defiant attitude. And the last, the, the last moments of the episode, there's a relatively bruised and battered Jake who shows up on Olivia's front door. Yeah, the last, the last, uh, episode, the last scenes of this episode, that's right. 
And you actually, at this point, have no idea what Fitz has been doing in your behalf over the course of the episode. I don't. I have, I have no I, I don't even know why, why I'm out, who let me out, who pulled the strings. You know, I'm, I show up at, uh, Jake shows up at Olivia's door, um, like he's bruised and battered and really unable to stand without the energy to muster himself through the door. And, and, uh, but I would assume, and I, I did assume, that Olivia was probably responsible for my release. Yeah, indirectly or yeah. directly, she, she was. That's right. And Fitz actually overlooks the slightly strained and maybe bizarre relationship that he has now. Not bizarre, but a relationship which has been slightly strained with Jake over the course of this period to do what he has to do, which is basically sell himself in public, saying that Janine is who everybody thinks she is in order to save Jake's life. Yeah, which is a big deal for Fitz. I mean, uh, you know, the, the relationship with Jake is to say that it's strained is polite. I mean, it's really... All right, I was being super polite. You were being super polite. You were it's in the hole. Shattered. It's, yeah. Um, the, you know, that Fitz is, has been, um, you know, the whole thing with Janine Locke enraged him. Cyrus is, you know, he's ploy to, to, well, on two fronts, to, 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 to expose this innocent girl to this t horrible sc scandal, to, you know, to ruin her life, basically. You know, at the same time as I exposed the Olivia Pope relationship, yes, to protect Olivia from Melly, but actually it served my agenda of getting everything out into the open so that I could be with Olivia, and that can, this completely subverts that, which Cyrus, I think, knows very well. Mm -hmm. no, so, exactly. of course, so, so um, uh, you know, I'm fully committed and supportive of Olivia. I, I love that thing, you know, where Fitz says, she says, I'm gonna take you on, and he's like, bring it, you know, and that's a great scene between the two of us, I think. Then this great turn where, where she says, I don't care, you're the president of the United States, you know, get Jake out, and I end up helping Jake. And it's also a really interesting thing that Scott and I have talked about is, is that uh, whatever loathing or a sense of betrayal or jealousy or whatever we feel for each other, these two guys do have a, a deep bond that maybe Fitz isn't even conscious of, mm -hmm. you know, because of their their military history together. So it's kind of a, it's, I think it's ultimately a complicated thing for Fitz that he, that moment of, of helping Jake out. Yeah, I mean, it's that scene I think is incredible. I mean, it's also, I've got to say, everybody that you talk to wonders when Jake is getting out of the hole. I think we all sort of assumed that Jake was getting out of the hole at sure. some point because you're in the cast, and <laughs> I guess what a boring ABC show. would have been. He's <laughs> in the hole. Show him in the hole. Just torture right. and show, show him the, hit him again. Put him in the hole. <laughs> ABC would have been kind of like we would have gotten a phone call one day saying, "You think you're getting some bang for your buck here?" Because that mm. probably would have been slightly awkward. Right. But I right. do Whose think whose decision was it to make Foley a regular? What's you fought for this? What's, why? Why? <laughs> what's what's that about? Although we could have a whole you know spinoff called just the hole and. People bringing food to the hole, and then you throwing food out of the hole, and all that. And stuff. doing whatever it is that, that I do, do in, the in the hole, hole. exactly. I'll or what? And what goes on at B six thirteen? You know that whole. What does B six thirteen stand for? What do those letters and numbers mean? What do they mean? And that whole idea of Wonderland, and the whole. Mm. I mean, all the things that come out in this episode, which are so freaking scary. Yeah. I mean, mm. because what you really do start to feel like is, there is no bottom, to this. I agree like, with that. It, that's what's. It can just keep going and going, and it doesn't matter how deep you dig, there's always more. How much does Rowan actually control? I mean, that's the other part of it, is who knows? We don't, we know don't even know. We don't know. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think what starts, we just start to touch on in this episode, and I think is something we're going to learn more about, is how does this even relate to the presidency, mm. nor the president, because, and your job, and what it is that you're doing in the White House. So it, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a really odd 
strange organization that I think is weirdly realistic. I yeah. agree. I mean, don't you sort of nowadays, I, we started this whole train last season of, you know, spy cameras and things that they could put in your computer it's and all insane. these things that seemed like they were Thorngate. fake. Thorngate, wasn't that what it was called? Thorngate, yeah, that's exactly it was right. Thorngate, you and know, which sounded like it was out of a Daphne du Maurier novel or something. And what is Snowden's program is, um, and we were totally freaked out by the it. fact that that happened. Couldn't believe Not it. to mention that we had an entire thing about election rigging last season, and then yeah. there were all those voter machines that people were questioning. But I think on the spy stuff, yeah, that we didn't think any of that was realistic. So who the heck knows how real any of this Incredible. is? So the B613 feels so realistic to me. Yeah, it's interesting because I, when I first found out about it, I was like, oh, I didn't quite get it. Like I. Because I didn't know, you know, when I first came on the show, it was it was, uh, it was doing you a favor, right? Yeah. I was I was working in the you White were working House. For security That's for exactly yeah. right. And then B613 was introduced, and I didn't quite understand. I didn't understand it. Right. And as we, as it sort of has blossomed in these scripts, it makes total sense. Yeah. And it makes me think, like, as you as you said, there's there is no bottom. Well, it, B613 can't. There has to be another, <laughs> an, you know, like. He's, he's working to protect the, the exactly. republic, but who's working to protect the, you know, like there's always something else. It's one of the things I love about the show, because I feel like the show is always sort of brushing up against these yeah. things in a way which is, sometimes I think I can speak, we all sit and think, my God, how could this happen? This is slightly preposterous. And then it really isn't, because you understand the emotional, the character reasons for people doing mm. things, and it builds this strange reality into the setups and the plots that they're coming up sure. with. So it's, as you say, there's so much weird stuff going on actually in this day and age regardless. Nothing is unbelievable and well, everything and I, well, feels credible. When we were at the White House Correspondents' Dinner yeah. and we had so many fans in Washington, I was shocked. And people, very impressive people were coming up. And one person said to me, they said, you know, your show's outrageous, but it's actually not that far. A lot of it is not that far from what it's really like. Is that right? Here. Yeah, I mean, they weren't specific, but okay, they were suggesting so that a lot of the sure. stuff that, we, that you would think, I guess the point was, the stuff that we would think is way far-fetched or outrageous or would never happen is not that far from the truth. It feels, I think, to the audience, like we're gearing up for some sort of showdown here between you guys, like huh. some sort of, if not confrontation, some sort of <clears throat> intense interaction because you guys both at this point are having your own, you have had and now you're back, but you've had your own very intense relationships with Olivia. It's unclear still to a large degree if Jake was working. He says that he was doing this because he, it was his job, yeah. which you can either take at face value or not, Yeah. Um, which is interesting. A lot of people have debated back and forth. <coughs> and I think clearly Fitz is, I think there's no question that he continues to say, this is the love of his life. So that hospital scene, you know, the hospital scene mm -hmm. near the end of last season mm -hmm. was this crazy minute where everyone was lying. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, I feel like the audience is all kind of gearing up for another one of those. Do we think we're gonna see another one of those? What do you think Jake's feeling about Fitz at the moment? Uh, that's a great question. I, I think, um, you know, the, you, you brought up the hospital scene, which I thought was such a, a great moment where, where everyone's looking at each other and, and, and realizations are happening sort of, yeah. you know, left and right. Or not, maybe. You know? I wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah that's, you weren't that's aware. why I say or not. Um, but but for, for Jake, he, he literally had no idea, right? He had no idea that, that the woman that he had 
been tasked to watch and protect and then possibly fallen in love with was with the person who had asked him to watch and protect her. Um, so I, I don't think there was any malice on his part. However, was it outside his job description? Absolutely. Do I think there's going to be a showdown? Um, I don't know. We've, we've talked about it in episodes that have happened after this. I think it's one of those things, is, does Jake want a showdown? Is there a feeling in Jake's head where he wants, I think it's more, do you want to know more information? Clearly, Jake's been put in a hole for yeah. a period of time yeah. with very little sense in a weird way as to who's pulling the strings and what's going on. So I would imagine Jake comes out of this hole pretty curious to figure out what the heck's going yes, on. Yes, I think you're right. I think one of the main things that Jake wants when he gets out of this hole is answers. You know, answers as to what's happening with B613 and why are they so interested with Olivia. Did the president play a role in Jake being put in the hole um, because of Jake's relationship with Olivia? Right. So I think there's there's a lot of questions in his head as to as to what the hell's going on. Whether or not he wants a a confrontation, I don't think he'd be adverse to it. But I think it's um, you know, as Tony said earlier, there's a there's a I don't want to use familial bond, but there's there's uh, something that happens to men in combat and, and going through what you do and it's almost a familial bond where you people can hurt you and and you sort of find mm -hmm. a way mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. no and I think that's interesting because that's deep in backstory and was something that we actually established sort of mid season two and it's something I think the viewer at least me as a viewer forgets because we get all caught up in the now of it all which is Fitz's agenda and Jake's agenda sure. but the thing in a weird way which got lost is the past that you guys have. Yeah, and that's what's so, well, at this moment in the story, I think it's really interesting, because just from Fitz's point of view, I don't think that I, either of us are conscious of that, but it totally informs what we're doing. Right. In other words, what you said, it is a brother, we like brothers, and you can hate your brother. Sure. And I think, you know, right now where Fitz is at with Jake, um, up to this point of release, is uh, he, you know, he feels so betrayed by Jake mm -hmm. that he's just trying, and, and so inflamed by the fact that Jake slept with, seduced Olivia, he just sees red, uh, you know, about Jake. But then I think there's a component of Olivia saying, you need to save this guy. For me, that's, yes, I must do this for Olivia because it's so important to her. Right. But I also think there's a part of it where she's reminding me who I am. In other words, it's like, I think it's like a wake-up call to Fitz that his brother is being his brother is in is being taken advantage of by, you know, B six thirteen is being and he's gonna he's got to get him out. It's like leave no man behind. I mean that's that ethic I think is like in our I think DNA and I think we'll see as we go forward that that we we won't be able to get away from that even if we have a lot of conflict which I don't know what's going to happen. There's this positive component to our our connection that's in opposite, that's one thing also that's so great about Scandal. For every negative, there's a polar opposite charge in every relationship, in every circumstance, in every event. So I think it's very much the same with, um, with Jake and Fitz. And I, I think so too, and I think for the yeah. audience, weirdly, you know, part of the idea behind what I am thinking is, we started by seeing you guys together a lot, we started watching you work in tandem, mm -hmm. and then you guys split off. And for me, as an audience member, there's a hunger to see you guys together again. Yeah. Not like together again, like with the Three Musketeers, but in the same scenes. Just because of that bond, 
that was so incredibly intense when you guys first met. And like you were in a bad place. I yeah. mean, Fitz, I'm yeah. pointing at I'm pointing at Tony here, which I realize I'm gesturing and saying. <laughs> people are sitting someplace going, I don't know what the hell you're what talking, she talking about, about. Where what you she are. Doing? <laughs> exactly. But I feel like Fitz is that bond is was it was incredibly important that those scenes initially, where Fitz is not a happy camper, is drinking a lot, is worried and paranoid and slightly. Well, also out. was at a moment when he had discovered that he could not trust anybody in his That's life. That's right. Even, even the person he most trusted, Olivia, betrayed him with uh, defiance. Cyrus was untrustworthy. Melly, of course, was untrustworthy, and he was utterly alone. So he brought Jake in, who was the one person on the planet that he felt he could trust. Exactly. To be, and so that, that's why that betrayal is so extreme from Fitz's point of view when he finds out that Jake seduced Olivia. Exactly, and even going back to that scene when Jake dares to ask him the question, which is, honestly, nothing's really going on. Why do I have to do this kind of surveillance? Mm -hmm. Your reaction, Fitz's reaction, is it's almost like, oh, no, not you, too. Mm. You know, it's a little bit like you don't question me because I don't trust anybody right, right. now. That's where I think, I think what's great about these two characters is there's definitely unfinished business, not in the I'm going to take you out in the parking lot and punch you way, but in this is a deep relationship which now has a lot of things which are stepping in between it. Yeah. And I think we're all really, really curious to see more because Agreed. there's a lot of history there. And the great thing about the show is since we spend half our time with you guys in different haircuts and flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> or strange clothes or wearing letter sweaters or wherever. You know, <laughs> a what letter a, sweater. <laughs> poodle <laughs> skirts. What? I don't know why. I haven't gotten to wear a poodle skirt yet. <laughs> oh, you'll maybe, love it. You know, you're going to look great because you have good legs, Tony. Okay, and I think cool. it's going to work out terrifically. <laughs> But I sort of like maybe we'll do the 50s episode of Scandal, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Can it know? be a musical episode? <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. That? It's like Tony wants to do a musical episode. Scott Foley's mm -hmm. actually already done a musical episode for uh, Shondaland, and he, I think you um, comported yourself beautifully because you're quite a. Oh, thank you. are quite a chanteur. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Those are for our French fans. I said a French word. Chanteur. I know. We've hit Italy, France. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, England. Portuguese. And people in England. English. You didn't do it in English. This is a little bit though. of. I didn't. I could do my, my my Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins accent, which is. Super, I don't think we're going to do that right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> you proffered it up there. I'm it's just true. <laughs> it's, <laughs> pretty, it's pretty. It's pretty much. It's pretty much saying it's a jolly holiday. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's my that's my British holiday. accent from from right. Mary Poppins with Mary, I believe it was. Oh God. Um. We've got some great Twitter questions, which will actually allow you to avoid having to talk to me. And what's kind of interesting, if I was paying attention, I would realize that actually a couple of people were also interested in Fitz and Jake's past relationship and how they impact the present. And in a lot of ways, we just talked about that. But I want to thank Tay B. Gladiating at Artsy Chica 2012 for asking a question about that, because it's been really fun talking about you guys' past relationship. Um, I asked Carrie this, and I'm really curious to know <coughs> from you guys, too. It's um, from Gladiator's Rock. It's Scandalicious. What would be a good theme song for your character? Carrie gave us a ringtone for herself and suggested, I think, one for Fitz. But that was the last um, podcast for anybody who was listening. The wonderful Carrie Washington was here. And we, I did ask her the same question because I find this question delightful. It is delightful. It's difficult. It's, it is difficult because there's so many ways to go. I know. Many rivers to cross. <laughs> That's good. I would suggest way down in the hole, the, the wire. For oh you. well, you know, if you look literally, if you look on Twitter, yeah, there was right. there was a bunch of songs. People who follow me had a bunch of 
they've made up the fact that we're all singing karaoke down in By the way, in I've the got hole. that question right yeah. here. And, and, <laughs> and the songs that they have, dozens of songs with the hole in it and Lonely Down Here and Are You Lonesome Tonight and, you know, all that, like, crazy stuff. I was, I was going to say, like, superstitious, like Stevie Wonder, like, like yeah. uh, or Higher Ground or something, you know, to, to the, the sort of keep on keeping on with regards to Jake. But I don't have anything specific. That's, uh, I'm, I, I like Higher Ground. Okay, me too. That's good. Uh, Akila at Sheer Sweetness wants to know: um, Are there any similarities between Fitz and Jake? I mean, aside from aside from the the obvious, the the military background, the um, this obviously the same type of women interest the two of us. But, but we're I also irrationally motivated by our own sense of personal morality. You know, by w what. I love that and, I say, yeah, Olivia and the military. And he says we're irrationally motivated by our own... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. i got to step my answers up here. I know, exactly, for God's sakes. You, you know, it's just, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I do think you guys both have the same sort of weird inner drive, too. And you're both astonishingly, obviously, good-looking men who are in incredible shape. That's Especially not true. now that no one can see us. That's, can I say? We're much better looking on the radio than we are in real life. <laughs> I don't know about that, and just for the record, because I know I didn't describe what these guys were wearing when they came in, but they're actually both wearing blue plaid shirts and jeans, sort of. So and sort of desert boots. Desert boots. It's ridiculous. So it's ridiculous. what's kind it's of nice it. is they dressed as twins. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys called each other before you showed up to do this. because We don't need be, to. You don't I need to. just feel it. You telepathically. I wonder what's God's work. I know. <laughs> uh, Tony, there, there was one Twitter question, too, which actually came with a visual aid, which you guys can't oh see. They wanted to know, over a cliff at KW's Gladiator, um, are we going to see the curl in season three? The curl. And that's the, um, the curl in the front of Tony's I forehead. love a hair question for Tony. It's well, a good, it's, it's, it's. There's I, been a lot made of this curl. You know, that curl, really, it was, it was, uh, it appeared. It was a humid <laughs> day. It does. Um, <laughs> it's funny about hair. From heaven. Um, the wind had blown. When we were doing the, the, the scene, um, the Thorngate episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Olivia and I were in the hunting scene and yeah. we were chasing through the woods. The boots. The tying of the it boots. It was really hot that day when we were shooting and we did over and over and over again this argument. And we were, you know, sweating when in humidity. When it's hot, your hair tends to curl up. So my, you know, Danny's handiwork in the hair department started to fall apart and my hair curled like this sort of superman type of curl when I was having this art passionate <laughs> argument yeah. with Olivia and sort of caught on. But the problem is that the president, when I'm being the president, you know, my hair doesn't tend to, to do that. So I don't know. No, it'll um, be curl we'll line up. Not, it, it's up for debate. You guys can all weigh in as how presidential is a curl, you know? Yeah. You it know, may not be presidential, maybe more woodsy. But maybe if we can get spit sweaty. The That's girl will come which back. sometimes happens yeah, in this show, strangely. The Twitterverse likes that. They <laughs> it's popular. It, it, it could be, this, this could be a popular thing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott Foley's upset because we haven't talked about his girl. No, this is <laughs> fantastic. That's what I meant by ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, they'll. they'll You'll, you'll have your own curl, Scott. You I just can't wait. What's your favorite episode so far that you've shot? So far, the one that I have enjoyed the most um, would, would be the, the one where he comes to the hospital, where uh, mm -hmm. she fell, or I pushed her, mm. depending on how you see it. Because there was a lot that, you know, uh, I had some great stuff with Olivia in that, and, uh, but, but the, the relationship, we really sort of saw 
That was the first time that Jake sort of face-to-face went through with this deception. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I don't think he, because he didn't know of the, of the president's relationship, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't in his eyes a betrayal on the president, his, his relationship with Livia. But once he found out to keep it going, uh, it definitely was. Mm-hmm. Whether he didn't tell him out of fear or whatever it was. And we had some great scenes at the hospital that dealt with that. And sort of him asking me to stick around in the hospital. It was, it yeah. was a, I really loved that, that episode. Yeah, I think that was an amazing episode. And it's, it's like this really weird pivotal moment. Everything goes off balance at that mm-hmm. point yeah. for everybody, which is really interesting. Yeah, and it sparked some, you know, some great debate. You brought up Twitter on Twitter and, and what happened between you know, Olivia and Jake and, and the president. And all of a sudden, they're there together. And it was, it was uh, I don't know if we've seen them all together since. Oh, yes. When um, I come to Olivia's apartment and send him And away. I say, it's OK, Jake, you can go now. When you've been standing outside oh, your yes, door. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank God you're here. You're and right. See, yeah. we, would not we wouldn't have thought of that. You're right. absolutely right. And you were looking at me after I dismissed you to go in and be with Olivia. That's and right. I want to thank you guys so much for doing this. You're brave, brave, brave people. <laughs> and hopefully we won't have to make you do this again very soon, except we will. <laughs> <laughs> and Good. I know everybody was super excited to hear that you guys were going to do this. So thanks a lot. Oh, thank good. you, Scott. Of course. Thank you, Tony, once again. Um, Please remember to watch another brand new episode of Scandal next week. We are on 10 o'clock ABC Thursday night. And if you can, and you just want to warm up for the episode of Scandal, you might want to check out Grey's Anatomy, Good Hospital, some people. Scott Foley's been there. We killed him. Maybe we'll kill somebody else on Grey's Anatomy. You don't know. 9 o'clock ABC (laughs) Thursday, but it will be terrific. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Betsy Beers. This is Scandal Revealed, the official podcast for Scandal. Thank you. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week.